This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, September the 30th, 2016. Good Friday morning. We've made it to another 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 week, a final day of the week, getting ready for the weekend. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour. I am the CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, our toll-free number 800-951-0592. I am solo once again. It's starting to become a habit. You know, when you, when you own a small business, this is kind of how it goes. Everybody else gets time off but you. Uh, but but nonetheless, we are here. The show must go on. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The website at allamericangold dot com. Uh, where I don't even know what the numbers are anymore. Just millions and millions and millions of people have been out to allamericangold dot com. We put news up there every single day. Well, not every single day. That's an exaggeration. Five days a week, you know, Monday through Friday. Uh, you go out there, and, and we just load it up with all kinds of news and videos and try to keep you educated and informed. You can order uh, online. You can follow us on SoundCloud and and get up to date on the podcast. So if you, you missed the show, you just go right to your email, and there it is, right? Just boom, just like that. So uh, make sure you go out to allamericangold.com. And uh, keep yourself informed, keep yourself educated. I do have uh, some news on that. We are actually days away from going to the cloud. I don't know re- really what that means. Here's what I do know. It won't mean the, the website will look the same. And as far as the current format, that won't change. The shopping cart, where all of you order online, is going to be significantly enhanced. And this could be up as early as the middle of next week. I'll say this. I think, you know what, good, bad, or the I think we're just, you know, a week to two weeks maximum away from having a a whole new look, a, a fantastic new shopping cart will be available. We're going to double, if not triple, the amount of products that we're going to offer online and do some other great things there as well. Uh, I'll keep you up to date uh, on that as it as it happens. The metals program, we are actually going to finish ahead of schedule. I'm confident of that now. Uh, we, we should have everybody shipped out no later than Tuesday of next week. Uh, probably, it may even be Monday, but Tuesday for sure we'll, we'll have everybody that was in the metals program. This would be the third quarter shipments are going to be, some of you are probably going to get them as early as today. And some of you, maybe if you're super lucky and you were local, you may have even gotten it yesterday. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll all be out by Tuesday. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for that program, do so. Uh, the, the October is a great month to do it too, because it's the beginning of a quarter. 
so if you want to sign up for the medals program, give us a call here at 800-951-0592. You can also read about that entire program at our, on our website at allamericangold.com. Big news of the day has to do with Deutsche Bank, Germany's largest bank. You know, we, we noticed uh, at, towards the end of the show yesterday, Things started to get a little sideways, right? Wall Street was down a couple hundred points. Gold had turned around. And the news was that Deutsche Bank was, you know, their stock hit a new all-time low again. And Germany's second largest bank, Commerce Bank, their stock was plummeting. And they started laying off thousands. But the big news of the day this morning, anyway, is that Deutsche Bank is close to reaching a settlement with the DOJ. That's our Department of Justice. See, they, they're getting fined for scamming the American public. Of course, they're talking about the housing with crisis and the financial crisis. And remember, if you remember, the initial fine from our Department of Justice was about $14 billion. It, it's just crazy. How badly were they ripping us off? Right, and, and I think I remember I did the show, and I gave I gave all the big banks and what the original numbers were, and then what they actually pay, which is nothing close to that. Um, and of course, Deutsche Bank doesn't have apparently fourteen billion dollars. But uh, Jim Cramer was out this morning saying President Obama will not allow for Deutsche Bank to go under. Right, because let's face it. If you're one of these big banks, you can act like a criminal all you want. You can rip people off all you want, and nothing bad's going to happen. No word on what the exact settlement's going to be, but I would not be surprised if it, a third of that, maybe even less. I mean, it wouldn't even shock me to have it be, you know, just a couple billion dollars. It really wouldn't, because the one thing we all have all learned Crime does pay, doesn't it? Well, at least if you're one of these big, big banks. And then, of course, at midnight tonight, we'll have a new member of the world reserve currency as the Chinese will be added to the basket of currencies. They will now become the fifth reserve currency of the world. We're going to spend a lot of time today talking about that, what it really means. And it is actually, it's extremely significant. And I want to thank, I got so many of you that sent me emails, you know, about what you think is happening. Have you seen this article? Have you seen that article? And people were faxing me. I mean, it was nuts. But uh, I want, and I want to thank all of you because that's how it works. This is the way we, we get the make sure that we're covering all the ground that we need to cover out here. If you ever need to get a hold of me, you want to send me an email. It's double J at allamericangold.com. I'd love to get them. We're going to talk about the IMF next. After midnight, you don't let it all hang. <laughs> That's right, after midnight, 
the Chinese are going to be, well, they're going to be having a wonderful, wonderful time. So what does it all mean? You know, yesterday we talked about how, you know, the IMF, well, just like all the other really astute financial institutions had rules about what it would take to become a reserve currency. In other words, Zimbabwe, right, can't just say, hey, we want to become a reserve currency. Venezuela can't say, we want to become a reserve currency. Peru can't say, we want to become a reserve There's rules. But apparently the rules don't much matter anymore because China technically, not even technically, they did not qualify. Of course, that didn't stop them from allowing them in anyway. And of course, the realities are they really had no choice because what is coming next, they need the Chinese on board. So without them, it won't work. So they needed to have them, and so they let them in. Uh, one of the people, uh, Kevin, uh, one of our uh, great listeners and customers, he's in California. Believe it or not, there are conservatives in California. I think all six of them are customers of ours. But anyway, he had actually sent me the uh, Jim Rickards newsletter the strategic intelligence. And, of course, Jim Rickards is the guy that whose article I read to you on the air yesterday. Matter of fact, if you go out to allamericangold.com, if, you know, we have the archive section, so you can go back and click on, you know, yesterday's website, last week's website, last month's website, Whatever it, you know, whatever. I think I don't even know how far back it goes back way too long, years and years. You can look up. I think uh, <laughs> Ramon, you can chime in. I don't know how far back it goes, but it goes back pretty far. About four or five months. Four or five months. Okay. See, I was going four or five years. Four or five months. So you can go back and look at the last four or five months of websites. Thank you, Ramon. I appreciate that. But he actually sent me his his newsletter because all the, his whole newsletter that he sent to me kind of focused in on just this particular point, talking about what it is that the elite are really up to. Because you remember in yesterday's show, I told you, I think I finally figured it out. Of course, this is like the fifth or sixth time I figured it out but you know we, we, we understand the this push for globalism and, and this push for an electronic currency and, and now all of a sudden the IMF and the special drawing rights is starting to step to the forefront and, and in Rickard's newsletter, he really lays out what it is that they're getting ready for. And this is, remember now, this is what I keep telling you, why, why you need to make sure that you have gold and silver put away, because you need to be ready for what's coming next. 
Okay, and it's not the new normal. It's not rate hikes. It's none of those things. The world's central banks have a debt problem, period. They have a debt problem. The world, all the world's governments have a debt problem. And they're getting prepared to deal with it. There are three ways to repay sovereign debt. Okay? It really doesn't matter. Sovereign debt, public debt, private debt. There's three ways. The first way is what? Default. Right? We're not paying. Right? That that that's way number one. I don't think any definition or, or follow up is needed on that one. This was the one that they used to tell us about. Growth. Remember the we're we're gonna grow our way out of it. That was when GDP used to be really important. Right? Remember when GDP was so important? It was like the big news every quarter. What's the GDP going to be? And Wall Street would be on pins and needles. And if it was a great number, Wall Street would skyrocket. And if it was a bad number, it would tumble. Now the numbers are all garbage. And Wall Street doesn't care. Right? Remember yesterday, we, it was yesterday or the day before they revised second quarter GDP. It came in at a big 1.4% annualized annual rate, which is horrible. And they keep talking about this new normal where there's going to be no growth above 2%. So you kind of sit there and go, okay, well, number one is default. Yeah, we've got a printing press. So that's probably not the answer. Number two is we're going to grow our way out. And we tried that a bunch of times. Right, and how do you grow your way out? You go into more debt, right? The, the answer was debt, 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 right? And, and disguised as growth, right? I think it was Ron Paul, and it may not have been Ron. I'm going to give him credit. I'm not sure exactly who, who said you can't have prosperity via the printing press. So we're, we're not able to grow our way out. Right, and you think about it, you know, the last, the last eight years, debt's doubled going to double again in the next eight years. Double. What kind of growth would you have to have to sustain that? And the third and final one, which is the one that's coming next, inflation. Obviously, growth would be the best way, but it's not happening. This is out of Rickard's newsletter. The U.S. has been stuck in sub-2% growth for the past decade. Europe and Japan are even worse. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but it's true. And let's face it, all of these countries and all of these central banks, they seasonally adjust it. It's not even the real number. 1.4%, that's our fake number. 
Right, and it's not the fake bad number. That's the fake good number. China's growth has been higher, but much of that is just smoke and mirrors. And we're not even really sure what's going on there. Default is another way out of debt. That's the usual path chosen by developing economies. And he, he gives a few, Argentina, Venezuela. But for economies that can print money, it's not necessary. I mean, just keep printing the money. Well, whatever here. Well, how much do you need? You need, need a trillion? Oh, here you go. But, oh, oh, you need five trillion? Okay, no worries. Here you go. We just print it up. Ten, twenty, fifty, whatever you need. The U.S. can print dollars. The ECB can print euros. The Bank of Japan can print yen. Well, that's not going to be. So what does that lead us to? Well, you've got uh, what he calls the deflationists, people like Harry Dent, Gary Schilling, that say deflation is coming. You know, those, those are the ones. Gold's going to 700. The Dow's going to 5,000. They're right about certain deflationary forces, but they underestimate the capacity of government to force inflation on the rest of us. The elites have no choice. Deflation makes the real value of, well, everything. It makes the, it makes the, the real value go up. It destroys, right, if you have deflation, deflation would destroy the tax base. When prices and wages go down, it's considered deflation. Government collects less tax. The value of the debt goes up, right, because tax revenues are down. So the governments aren't going to allow this. And this is my point. This is why I know what's coming next. They're not going to let this happen. Look at all the things that they're doing now. Interest rates have been zero for how long? Well, a quarter of a point. Right? It's only been a quarter of a point for like a year now, and it seems to be just this horrible problem. They're negative in most of the other industrialized world. Negative. Yes, you pay them to borrow money from them. Think about that for a second. This is how hard they're trying to prevent this. And they're all saying, we'll do whatever it takes. They must have inflation, and they're going to get it. The question is how. This brings us, oh, look, it uses one of my lines. This brings us to the next piece of the puzzle. And he talks about the ways to inflation. There's three roads not yet traveled. Okay, so you think about all the things that they've done, all the QE. Think about the, remember the Operation Twist program and the retwist on the bonds, right? They tried that. The, the Bank of Japan pretty much owns the entire Nikkei, right? Now the European Central Bank is buying public and private debt. England's doing the same. The Fed's balance sheet here at home is over $4.5 trillion. Who knows what it is? There's three ways to get inflation that have not been tried yet. 
You can see them coming a mile away. Funny, though, no one wants to talk about it, right? They really don't, because I do agree. To me, it's very obvious. I always ask that question, where are all these idiots on the television telling you? If you understand elite jargon and the elite message system, and he goes, of course, that's what they do here at the Strategic Intelligence, and I don't think, you listen, I don't know about the jargon and messaging system. I think nowadays people are so dumbed down, the elite just come right out and do it right in our face. I mean, look at what I look at what I opened with this morning. Ah, I know don't to make you rip people off, right? But don't worry, we're not going to make you pay the money. We're just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll work something out. Well, Fargo, ah, yeah, we're going to call you up here, right, make you look dumb, but, you know, you're fine. You're fine. The three ways that he believes. Number one, helicopter money. Special drawing rights is number two. Number three, raising the price of gold. Helicopter money results when governments run larger deficits Central banks print the money to cover the deficit. When doesn't matter how the, how it gets spent, whether the government spends it and they hand it out to the people. Either way, you've got what skyrocketing skyrocketing debts. Look at what just happened this year. The debt went up thirty percent this year. About the same price gold went up. <laughs> right? And think about that. And I'm going to tell you it, that's just that's just the starting point. Central banks have been printing money ever since 2008. It hasn't stopped. Matter of fact, it's only getting bigger. The problem is banks won't lend it to people and people won't spend it. We're going to finish what helicopter money is and then we're going to see what Rickard says special drawing rights is all about. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, author of 25 books, and founder of Eagle Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. Now for Mrs. Schlafly, here's Ryan Haidt. Planned Parenthood President Cecile Richards was one of the featured speakers at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. She was quick to praise Hillary Clinton simply for being a woman. Richards sang overtures of Clinton being a champion to women and a leader on women's rights. The president of the abortion giant went on to attack Donald Trump and say that his stance against abortion is frightening and rooted in a disturbing worldview. What Richards did not mention is that the majority of Americans agree with Trump's supposedly disturbing worldview when it comes to abortion, not Hillary Clinton's. In an earlier interview this year, Trump said that he would appoint judges who would overturn the Roe v. Wade decision of 1973. He does not stand alone on this issue, like Cecile Richards would have you believe. Many pro-life advocates have been working to see that goal realized for decades. Also, more Americans than ever agree that Trump's supposedly disturbing worldview is, in fact, based in scientific fact. 
Pro-lifers have always believed that every human being has intrinsic value. But now, science has proven this by discovering that every unborn child has a unique strand of DNA different from its mother. Ultrasound technology has given us incredible views of developing children, showing us their hands, their beating hearts, their brains, and their eyes at early weeks of development. In this age of modern science, no medical expert outside of the abortion field will deny that each unborn child is a unique person. Cecile Richards' feverish attack on Donald Trump's disturbing worldview only reaffirms the polarizing difference between the two parties. Science has rendered the Roe decision completely outdated and utterly contrary to American values. Trump is the only presidential candidate who will take a stand for life and make sure that we get constitutionalist judges. Those constitutionalist judges are the key to unraveling the abortion industry in America. Trump can and will end the cycle of death that has killed so many unborn children. In 1976, Phyllis Schlafly introduced the first pro-life plank to the Republican platform. Since then, every four years, a handful of Republicans in name only have conspired to weaken that conviction. The new book, How We Made the Republican Party Pro-Life, reminds us to get ready for another battle. Get a copy of this timely book at eagleforum.org. That's eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Talking about what it is. I mean, really, what's happening? What are we really watching? What are we really living through right now? Right? Because at least from a, you know, a financial perspective. Okay, let's clarify that. Right? I'm not talking about what we're living through morally. Right? I'm not talking about that. You know, spiritually, I'm not talking about that. Just from a pure financial point of view, what is it that's really happening? How did all of this, how did we get here? Right. Well, we kind of know how we got here, right? Debt got us here. Letting the, the money changers rewrite all these laws got us here. Now they're saying, hey, this is, this is what's coming. Here's what's coming. Helicopter money's first, right? And we're kind of, we're seeing this, aren't we, already? We're seeing the escalation of debts, the printing presses running nonstop. Hasn't helped, get it, but it hasn't been working, has it? It cuts out the middleman. Governments just borrow and spend the money directly without waiting for the banking system to do the job. And the central bank picks up the tab. So they tried this one. And they're not done trying. And what I mean by that is Janet Yellen already has admitted, hey, listen, first sign of trouble, we're going to add another $2 trillion. We're going to buy, buy, buy. Right, and the, the spend, spend, spend part from the government, that's that's already coming without the additional spending, right? This requires additional stuff. Our debts are just gonna go up just from the programs we already have on the book. Special drawing rights. 
what happens at midnight tonight, and I don't want to understate it, this is a monumental moment for your money. It truly is. It's not the monumental moment in all all of a sudden the horror hit, right, and, and your money starts devaluing as you speak and gold goes flying. But this is one of the, this is setting the stage for them to get to what they need. And what they need, remember, remember what we talked about, right? Default, right? They we're not going to do that. Growth, man, we tried, we tried everything. It's not working. Inflation. And really, what inflation is, so we're clear, it's confiscation of your wealth. That's what it is. They want your money to be worth less. Period. Now, right now, they say they want it to be worth 2% less every year. And I'm going to tell you, at $20 trillion, $30 trillion, at $40 trillion, it's going to need to be a whole lot more than 2 Is it going to be 4 is it going to be 5? Is it going to be 10? 20? We're going to find out. Special drawing rights is simply just world money printed by the IMF. Now think about globalism. Right? All of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, world money? Globalism? We don't want borders. Don't put up a wall. People should be able to come and go as they please. Muslims, we don't care. Terrorists, drug dealers, rapists. It doesn't matter. This wasn't planned last week. I'm confirming this wasn't planned 10 years ago when the financial crisis allegedly started. This has taken them decades because they already knew. They knew when they, we went off the gold standard in 1933. They knew it even more when they closed the gold window in 1971. That this day was coming. World money printed by the IMF. The one advantage of the SDR is that very few people understand them. That's the beauty of it. What is it? I don't know. There's a formula. What is the formula? Nobody knows. But we do know. I can tell you right now. One SDR equals one dollar and I'm gonna round here, a dollar forty. So dollar thirty nine fifty eight something something. So let's just say it's a dollar forty US for a for a for a special drawing right dollar. Or put it another way, one SDR 
or $1 equals 71 cents of an SDR. Either way, whatever one makes more sense for you, there, you, there that is the conversion rate as it sits today. Now, keep in mind what I told you yesterday. Right? They're going to let you have your credit. I had a, I think it was an email. One of our, our, you guys are so good. Hey, they could actually say, hey, you got 10,000 Federal Reserve notes. That's now 100,000 credits. That may make you even feel even better about it. <laughs> right? We're not going to keep you home. We're going to, we're going to add a zero to all your stuff. Of course, then they're going to take it all back plus tax with the conversion rates. But nonetheless, no one really understands what they are. And there's no political accountability. Okay, that's a world money. I don't know. I don't know. SDR, it's not our jurisdiction. Right? We seem to like that now, don't we? This new world jurisdiction. SDRs can work hand-in-hand with helicopter money. See, they're like like a tag team partner. You guys go ahead and do all your funny business, and we'll just handle the SDR business over here. Be fine. We'll get that growth. Don't you worry. We're going to get that inflation. Don't you worry. And if we can get enough inflation, right, we can say things are growing again. We'll talk about that next. Take the Radio News Hour. The globalists, they're going for checkmate. You don't think we're going to world money. Let me read you IMF rule zero. Dash two A. IMF rule zero dash two A defines the value of the U.S. dollars in terms of the SDR as the reciprocal of the sum of the equivalents in U.S. dollars of the amounts of the currencies in the SDR basket rounded to the sixth significant digits. In other words, six digits right of the decimal point. Each U.S. dollar equivalent is calculated on the basis of the middle rate between the buying and the ex- and selling exchange rates at noon in the London market. If the exchange rate for any currency cannot be obtained from the London market. The rate shall be the middle rate between the buying and selling exchange rates at noon in the New York market. If not available there, the rate shall be determined on the basis of euro reference rates communicated by the European Central Bank. This is going to be what world money looks like. Rule 0-2A of the IMF. 
If governments want to spend more, but legislators won't let them, the IMF can start handing out SDRs. And governments can spend those without waiting for their legislators to act. In other words, listen, we can get as much debt as we want. really amazing when you think about it. The IMF will look like the central bank of the world and nobody can stop them. Raising the price of gold is the easiest way to get inflation. A higher dollar price for gold is practically the definition of inflation. Governments could do this in a heartbeat. The Federal Reserve can come out and declare the price of gold at 5000 an ounce. Raise all the value of the gold sitting there at Fort Knox. The Fed could then sell the gold when it hits 5050 This is an example. And then buy it back when it goes to 4950 That's a 1% spread there, by the way. And take that money, right, and use it. And uh, unfortunately, the, I, the, this was faxed to me, so I, haven't, I can't quite make out a few words, but he's saying the use of physical gold could make any price target stick. Of course, remember one of the examples he gives. You don't think that's going to happen. The government's already done this once. Gold was $20 in 1933. First, then they took it all and then said it was what? 90 days later, they said it was 35 So one of the things that... that uh, that we have to really understand. And he actually addresses it here. You know, we've been talking about the death of cash, the curse of cash, uh, Kenneth Rogoff's book. Right, and of course I told all of you, he was the chief economist for the IMF back in the day. Now he's, you know, the professor, I forget where, I think it's Harvard, but one of them. But when you look at some of the things that Mr. Rogoff says the world should do. I want to point this out to you. And I'm quoting here. I am proposing that emerging markets shift a significant share of the trillions of dollars in foreign currency reserves they now hold into gold even shifting, say, up to 10% of their reserves into gold would not bring them anywhere near what many rich countries claim to hold. Of course, again, we don't really know who owns that gold, but nonetheless, why would this system work better if countries had larger gold reserves. The problem with the status quo 
is that emerging markets as a group are competing for rich countries' bonds, which is helping drive down the interest rates they receive. Of course, that's helping. Come on. That's a little bit of a stretch. We've set the rates at zero and negative. Right? I mean, that's really what's doing it. With interest rates stuck near zero, rich bunch, rich country bond prices cannot drop much more. Well, we'll see. Gold, despite beer being in near fixed supply, does not have this problem because there's no limit on its price. Yeah. How high is gold really going? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Friday. What a week. Wow. Our toll free number 800 951 So essentially, what we have here is, and now, now it all of a sudden doesn't start making sense. And all of us, India bought, remember when the IMF sold some of its gold, remember? Right? And India bought 200 metric tons, and, right, gold was going to fall big if you, you know, because the IMF was selling it. They were just helping them get ready. Why is China and Russia buying so much gold and all of these other countries that you've hardly ever heard of? Why are they buying gold? Why did all of a sudden all the European central banks stop selling gold? Why is it that all of these central banks are bringing their gold home? Now we have the answer. The bond market's never coming back. Take your money and buy gold with it. Because as Rogoff says, because there is no limit on its price. In other words, as long as these central banks have their gold, it'll be okay. Because all this other stuff's going to be horrible. Right? Stock market's going to suffer. All the bonds of the world, I guess they're going to plan on them all being negative. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Because he says, one of the things he says, that true gold doesn't pay interest. And there is cost associated with storage, but cost can be managed relatively efficiently. In other words, it's not that expensive to store it. And they said that, you know, really when you think about it, if you've got to pay to hold sovereign debt, <laughs> Might as well just have it in gold because it'll be a whole lot less expensive. And oh, by the way, when those sovereign debts get worse and worse and worse, we'll just keep raising the price of gold higher and higher and higher, and it'll still look good. Now I feel so much better. But for years I've been telling you, you got to be your own central bank. Make sure you have your gold put away. Today's special U.S. $10 liberties 
1866 to 1907 series. These are uh, half-ounce gold pieces. They're $735 this morning at 800 951 And why not? It'd be a good day to put it away. Make sure you get it locked in before the stroke of midnight when the Chinese now become a member of the special drawing right. And then I don't, you know, what will it be here? Two, three, four years max before we have to worry about, hey, what's the dollar in SDRs today? Right, maybe that'll be the new carry trade. Who knows? Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour. I want to thank all of you out there, all of you that have emailed me. Uh, if you want to send me an article or you want to espouse your views, and by the way, your views don't matter because I'm the one that pays for the show, but you're happy to do it, email me at double J at allamericangold.com. Uh, but make sure you give us a call, 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. I hope you all have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.